0: I have a question for you. Do you think you can rule Persia?
1: And we have an answer for you. Probably not.
2: <laughs> 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 Probably not.
0: Welcome, everybody, Love to it. a one-of-a-kind collaboration between our two podcasts. On one side, So You Think You Can Rule Persia.
1: And on the other side, The Alexander Standard.
3: So, I, um, my name is Umberto, and I am one of the hosts of So You Think You Can Rule Persia. My
0: pronouns are he, him. And hello, my name is Sariel. I am the other host of So You Think You Can Rule Persia, and my pronouns are they, them.
1: Hello, my name is Dustin, one of the hosts of the Alexander Standard, and my pronouns are he, him.
2: Hi, my name is Meredith. I'm the other host of the Alexander Standard, and my pronouns are she, hers.
1: And this is the crossover that everyone asks for And if they didn't ask for it They're still gonna get it Because we all knew it was gonna happen one day
3: yes, It had to happen Like Alexander's death It always had to happen When you have a bunch
1: of Alexes That are just rattling around in the barrel of cyberspace They've gotta meet at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it does beg the question Does it not? S.R.E.L. eloquently asked Who can rule Persia? Or
0: can you rule
1: Persia? God, there's just going to be...
0: Well, we're still trying to find the answer to that question. It's been some episodes. We still have some more to go. Yes. Um, But we do remember the couple of episodes we dedicated to Alexander. Oh, Alex. Oh, <laughs> the son. The prodigal son. What a brat. The golden boy. The completely unhinged idiot. I... I have so many opinions about this man. <laughs> every <laughs> not, time... No, most of them not great.
1: Yeah, every time, Sariel, I would listen... And i would hear you rage about alex i would just nod in agreement wherever i was
2: <laughs> we love yes. him we hate See, him. somebody
1: else agrees with me
2: i know well and i i also was like all right like it's not just dustin like filling my head with all these ideas for years i'm like no other people don't like him either
1: yes so we thought it was as we said inevitable obligatory uh, or just downright a cool idea for us to join our two podcasts together for a brief crossover, we might do again. Who knows? And since we talked about the same guy and his brother and his son same. and all of his co-workers,
2: yes. could let's just <laughs>
1: compare notes. Sure, I'll you can go them that. Oh, my gosh. Toxic. And see what we thought. And we uh, posed the question to all of you, and we had... Three, three replies. Um, <laughs> we had three... excellent replies. Three thousand million excellent replies. So we're answering all of these questions today. And I'm already talking too much. So.
3: We're just going to toss it Let's back and into forth. It. Yeah, man. Do it. Yeah, we'll have fun. We'll laugh, we'll laugh at Alex. Wonder why he didn't stay home. And if things would have been better otherwise. That's a question. That's an option. Who knows? So... Because we're being so cordial with each other
1: and like asking like who's gonna go first and just deferring to each other, I think I'll just be the funny guy, and I have one that I have that's been burning that I'd want to ask. Go for it. So in your in in episode eighteen, so the the part one of Alexander the Great for you, um, Um, Umberto, you mentioned that you speculated that when Alexander after the Battle of uh, Granic, uh, Battle of Issos, when he's second time around, he defeats Darius, and he's swinging down through Mm -hmm. Lebanon and Egypt. You mentioned or you speculate that it's possible that Alexander was doing that because he was trying to prevent someone from cutting off his supply lines or hitting him in the flank. And my question to you then was, how did you get so tall?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a lot of food and time. ...and jeans, and all those work together quite well to ensure that I would grow up to be tall. At least taller than Alexander, yes. which apparently doesn't take much. Mm. Oh, Shots uh, fired! Me.
1: <laughs> shots fired. Listen,
0: I, I have many bad opinions about Alexander. I don't like him that much. But I am here for short king representation, <laughs> and I'm just happy that he is, like, around my height. For once. So, stop this nonsense. Stop it. How tall? Nobody, How tall? Nobody's allowed to make fun of Alexander being short. Uh, well, that's a good question, man. Let's look at you coming in
1: with the actual question. Um, How tall is he? Yeah, like, I mean, we know short, <laughs> but what is short? And if you can't hear it, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> Th-
0: those are not audible usually, yeah.
3: Audio. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm sure that uh, everyone can hear it this time
3: (laughs) yeah so uh, did you see anything of like an estimate of like how tall he was i i can't remember what the source for this was but i think it was comparing him and Porus. but i think it's he was roughly five feet or 150 centimeters tall okay so that would
1: that actually would be short for the ancient world yeah
3: macedonians are small people and if you look at their faces, you, you punch them and you'd hurt your hand. Yes. Yeah. No, they,
1: they, were, they were definitely a, a stocky um, people. And I mean that in the, as a person who's prob- who probably would be described as stocky himself. Well, Meredith always calls me short, but I always remind her that I'm average height for an adult male. <laughs> but um,
3: You're average height for the time, like Napoleon.
1: But I'd be a giant Macedonian. <laughs> And that's kind of my point. Yeah, it's because um, when we say that he's short, what the, I mean, we have to keep in mind This is what I like. I've told my students before is that. You know, when they watch the movie 300, for instance, which how much time do you have for the inaccuracies? Yes. Right. You know, that's we, that's that's a given. We have a we full episode exactly for it. We
0: full <laughs> episode for it. So, you know, oh, yeah. If you want to check it out, you can.
3: Is that on the Patreon? No, it's on the regular feed. It's like a thirty point five or something. Ah,
0: it's our yeah. upper, uh, April Fool's episode. So. Yes, exactly. Brilliant. <laughs> the Snyder cut.
1: Nice. Well, everyone go listen to. So you thinking in you real Persia's three hundred review. But I would always tell my students like, aside from everything, everything, the any impression that the Spartans were these ginormous bodybuilders needs to be disabused immediately because every greek in the ancient world would be like five foot four 150 pounds soaking wet so if we're saying that alexander is smaller is shorter than that that's saying something man
0: yeah listen um i know i am short right i am we pass no judgment sorry (laughs)
1: yeah
0: no i know i i'm just saying like i'm 154 or like five Put uh, one inch for those of you with freedom units over there. <laughs> uh, and, and like, it's honestly, it's more noticeable when, uh, when I am uh, further up in Europe. Because I live in, you know, I live in Germany. But, like, I am Spanish. And around the people I grew up with, it's more of an average height. So it's definitely... What is short and what is tall? It depends where you are and who you're with. So
1: indeed, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of of Alexander as being um, of having like the crooked head. Though I felt that to, I found that to be a very fascinating description <laughs> of him.
3: That's that's a very common pose in all in all the busts. It's just sort of like slightly looking to the side.
0: I think it's just the aesthetics. He's a confused
1: <laughs> puppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like... I, I do
1: get that impression of Alexander as perpetually confused puppy, but then a, a confused puppy who answers that confusion with rage.
0: Yeah, no, he's not. He's not as lovable or cute. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you can.
3: T- you can tell he liked the Iliad since it starts with rage, and I feel like that's his thought
0: process. Sing as well. to
3: me, muse, of the anger of
1: Achilles. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took that part of Achilles. You know, the, the murdering.
1: <laughs> that part, and then stopped and he was like i've got all i need to know yeah that actually is something else like whenever i would tell my students whenever like i you know they're forced to read part of the iliad or something like that i'm like i know this is dusty you know western literature i get that you all and yes even i'll tell you it's boring in places but then i like lean and i'm like but y'all you want violence you need to read this because homer has way too much fun thinking of interesting ways he can tell you how a spear went through somebody else And I feel like the Alexander's the fan He didn't
0: have to describe every detail, you know? Like, it would have been fine, but... (laughs) It's like, we didn't
1: didn't need to know that, but I know it now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you, Homer. Mm? Wow. Oh, I know one thing
1: I wanted to start off with, and maybe we can splice to the front. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to finally say how much of a fan I am of So You Think You Can Rule Persia.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: That's very kind of you. And And if you haven't,
0: we we don't know what we're doing. We're very new at (laughs) this. Same, so you know, absolutely
1: (laughs) the same thing. Like all the all the little commercials and stuff, those those are becoming (laughs) an act of desperation now because I go
3: into like I have those are excellent commercials, and you're actual historians, which is you know (laughs) qualifies you more than us.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) No, well, well, well. In turn, you you humble us with your. This is such an overlooked period of history, um, and it's such an appropriated period of history. Everyone, like, I mean, Alexander the Great is the reason for this crossover, right? I mean, so I think that what you're doing is great, and I think it's a great podcast. It's an overlooked period of history. It needs a a persocentric perspective. Like, I had a student once, and he he was Iranian, and he mm-hmm. he was just frustrated with just all of these portrayals. And perspectives that are put forward about Persia. Yeah. So this kind of podcast mm-hmm. works to undo a lot of those problems. You do a great job, and it's hilarious and it's informative. And what I, as my final comment, is I'm impressed every single time because, like for instance, the the you know, episodes where we definitely cross over overlap, mm-hmm. you find things that I didn't even find and I didn't know about. And that is just well, so cool to me. Okay. I'm going to shut up now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you um, uh, some notes here, Meredith. So if you need to tell me to stop talking at any point, you can okay.
3: just need to write <laughs> on that. It. You know. I'll
2: just pat your leg. Oh,
3: actually, well, while I have it in mind, I'm going to go for a point that I noticed while listening to your podcast. Let's go. Ready. Because apparently you believe, or at least it feels like you believe, that Heracles... Uh, The little lost boy was actually Alexander's bastard child, while I do not.
2: Oh, no, I think. um, Well, maybe we don't really talk about in the podcast, but that is like a daily conversation around the apartment. I'm like, he wasn't (laughs) real, though, was he? Was he real? Did that exist? Yeah. I can't. I find it hard to believe that. So we just finished Polypericon.
1: Mm -hmm. spoiler alert he sucks
2: polyparacon links up with this supposed heracles when he's about 17 years old
1: just finds him chilling and i
2: just kind of find it hard to believe that if he really was alexander's son he would have been left alone for 17 years um yeah so i i think the most i'd go is yeah maybe there was an illegitimate son i'm sure he was done away with pretty quickly and i think Probably who Polyperikon claims to have found was just like a kid. He was like, "Shut your mouth and say <laughs> like that." You. Are. If
3: everything goes well, you'll be king. If not, you kind
0: of well. look like him. You have the hair, <laughs>
2: that confused face. Tilt your head to the side, kid. Tilt it. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah. I'd, I'd probably take that middle of the road. If he existed, I'm sure he was um, done away with fairly quickly. Do you think he was real?
1: Uh, Umberto, I think first of all. What a great question! And second of all, I have a complicated answer for you. Ooh, love them. I think that Barsina, Heracles's mom. I think mm-hmm. that probably happened. I've—I was when we were doing the episode on Polypericon and all of them, really, because they've been—they—they they cross over so much. I noticed that um, a lot of historians have engaged this debate, and a lot of them are skeptical because they just feel like this was an invented story but it, at the partition of Babylon we may recall that Nearchus one, another of Alexander's Greek friends when they were like what 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 do you know who do we give the crown to like Nearchus you know is the one that you know perks up and he says like aha but there's another one you know give it to him you know this this, this child from Barsina it just seemed like too present of a theme to have been the the product of fabrication. So I think that the marriage to Barcina was probably a thing. That was probably real. But the idea of did Polypericon actually find Heracles in Pergamum when he was seventeen years old? Because as Meredith makes a good point, you think you mean he was just left alone? No one killed this kid? No, that wasn't that wasn't him. I don't believe okay, that. I think enough. that was like you all were saying, like, let's just, like, you look like him, tilt your head to the side, you know, get angry for no reason, act like Alexander.
0: Very stable man. Yes. I don't think that was really
1: him. I think the the relationship with Barsina was probably real, and there may have been a Heracles, but he probably would have been murked very soon, very early on. But, okay, fair but the uh, But the academic answer is, we'll never know. <laughs> Shrouded in antiquity. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, guess what? We we'll never know anything really because you know
1: that that's when you you're going down the deconstructionist abyss right there because then it's just like does any of this happen it could have been a giant prank played on us by the Greeks.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just saying if you're down, going to go thousands of years. if you're going to give me that point of view of like mm, you know we can't be sure like of course we can't be sure. I <laughs> no that's fair. Time machines are not a thing so. You know,
1: absolutely a fair perspective. My long, my short answer is, I don't think that was him that Polypericon found.
0: <laughs> Way too convenient.
1: Yes. Well, I actually have um a uh, a a uh, reply where I, I have my own question. You know, in response.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You seem to be of the impression that Arhedeus was much more active than. A lot of historians seem to think in the sense that you think did, did am i getting the impression that that you feel that he was the one driving the funeral carriage and that he had
3: a say trappy for a time yeah that was i mean that was based on the papers of was it dr alexandra morris who was very helpful and sent sent us her uh, doctoral thesis and everything she'd done some work that work on that and uh, the ancient world and so, yeah, so the, I, I thought it was sufficiently persuasive because essentially, the uh, yeah, according to the papers, it's uh, it looks like there are several Aridaeuses in the around. And the idea is, OK, but why does nobody ever specify like Aridaeus son of X or Y? Like they do, you know, Ptolemy son of La- Lagos or Alexander son of Philip and so on. But Aridaeus is never specified. It's always just, oh, Aridaeus did this, Aridaeus did this, and it seems like the custom or the consensus was to, you know, say, oh no, this was one Aridaeus did this thing, another Aridaeus did this other thing because oh, he wasn't capable and he couldn't do what, yeah, uh, you know, what is ascribed to him. So I thought it was persuasive enough that it's weird that nobody would specify, oh, Aridaeus, this Aridaeus mm. from Cassander's family or whatever did this thing while the actual King Aridaeus did, uh, did not. So I thought, I thought it was persuasive enough and it's probably more, I mean, you know, clearly Aridaeus for whatever reason was thought not fit to rule by the nobility, he needed regent, but I think it's probably more something that was uh, not that he was unable, but he was perceived as unable to rule. I think that, that that is sort of the image I've formed in my mind of uh, what Aridaeus is like.
1: Oh yeah, I think we went over that in our episode on Aridaeus. I mean, it's uh, the multiple theories of like, you know, was he ever intended to be like? Was he always a placeholder? Was he holding the throne into Alex the Fourth? But, yeah, it just definitely does seem that it was always just kind of held in the background. We ha- you haven't- it hasn't been released yet, but, like, I came across um, an- a scene between Polypericon and Aridaeus that actually shows him doing stuff, and it's very interesting because mm-hmm. it's exactly what you were saying, the whole idea of just kind of, you know, having people around him to kind of monitor him or guide him. You know, there's an embassy that's going on. And somebody says something, they make a joke, and then all of a sudden, Arhidaeus just bursts out in laughter, even though no one else thought it was funny. And then <laughs> some, another embass, another envoy told, said something to Polypericon, and Polyparicon told him to shut up. And when he told him to shut up, all of a sudden, Arhidaeus just gets angry. And he just grabs a spear, and he was going to stab the guy if Polyparicon didn't, like, throw his arms around him and just kind of take him away and stuff right. like that.
3: Yeah, I also, I also sort of like the the Uncle Claudius theory yes. for yes. Alexander's reign. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good like, point. Where Alexander murdered the rest of the family. If Aridaeus wants to keep alive, he needs to be as unthreatening to Alex as possible. Otherwise, he's going to get a spear to the face at some
0: point. So Because again, yeah, you know, Alexander, a very calm and reasonable
2: man. Oh, uh, my gosh. Of course.
0: <laughs> Personally, I'm a fan of this theory because I am a fan of the i claudia's story and because it makes a good story i am not a historian and this should not be taken i don't know as if like, i
3: believe it but i you know. think it would be it's a good story yeah
0: it makes enough sense in the sense of yes alexander was very protective of like his power and if he felt threatened there was with his very explosive uh personality there was a non-zero chance that he would just get rid of the person that he felt threatened by. Well, that's, inter- that's
1: interesting because, I mean, Alexander, on the one hand, this is the problem when you have a bunch of toxic masculine, you know, frat boys um, <laughs> who are told that they're perfect and nothing needs to change about them and they can do whatever they want. They.
0: How could that go wrong?
1: Never, right? It, like, historically, it never, ha- never goes wrong. But... You know, on the one hand, they, they just get these dueling kind of perspectives that about them. It's just, like, on the one hand, oh, they're so kind, they're so generous, they're so loving, they're so merciful. On the other hand, it's just this, like, hair-trigger rage where they just kill someone for disagreeing with them and stab their best friend and then they have to have, you know, their their guards come into their tent the next day and like, dude, you're Zeus's son, you can't do anything wrong. Don't you know? And then Alexander's like, you mean made it, I'm okay <laughs> Um But I, I say all that because I've always been intrigued by all that all the anger and all of the the irrational um behavior that you're talking about, which is all true, and yet I always found it kind of endearing that He seemed... Alexander seemed to protect Arhidaius. Alexander saw, you know, his brother as someone who was vulnerable to manipulation, and that's why he took him on his campaigns with him. Also why he didn't kill him. Um, Just the idea that he loved him and he wanted to protect him. Because the moment Alexander died, everyone begins to manipulate Arhidaius. Everybody. Mm -hmm. And the I. Claudius theory is definitely a good narrative. I guess the only reason i could, i would struggle getting behind it is because of just that manipulation you see that everyone's just moving yeah. this this guy around yeah like, definitely. On, and it's
0: like i said good story probably not really the most mm-hmm. you know doesn't yeah. have the most uh weight But The
1: idea of him flipping out and wanting to spear some guy
3: just because one of his generals got mad, (laughs) that that tracks.
1: Well, that just shows the family resemblance. Right,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Philip, Alex, and Aridaeus, yeah. Baby Alex didn't have time to try and murder someone. uh,
2: No, I I sit there and imagine that alternative history where they proceed along with this idea of the co-kings of Arhidaeus and baby Alex, and I look at Dustin, I'm like, well, like, one of them was going to have to kill the other eventually. That wasn't going to be sustainable. Yeah. and Alex. Yeah, I, I just imagined in a world oh, yeah. where they continued on once Alex IV grew up, I imagined one would have had to have knocked off the other.
1: Oh, yeah, because that's the other thing. It's just like history tells us that co-kings always
0: work. <laughs> yeah, it's always an excellent <laughs> yeah. idea.
3: They're, o- they're only slightly worse than triumvirates. It's, it's perfect.
1: Gone every time, like that's where, like, you know, our nerd rage is the cutest because I go into a nerd rage every time, like, when we would she'd be listening to Talus Rankium and which was kind of how that we got started because I, I came up, it's adorable. I came up one day, I was like, we could do that, and I don't think there's a lot of other people who do it and enter the Rexy podcast. I just family. looked at him, yeah. I was like, well,
2: there's all this,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm, really I, I'm adorable, but like, <laughs> when she was listening to the episode on Constantine and his sons. And it, oh, she, she like.
2: That's still a source of irritation to yeah. this day. Yeah. I'm like, you had done it, you mm-hmm. stabilized it yeah. like as a one person. And then at the end, you're like, let's give it a four.
1: Like she, yeah. And, and it, see what happens. And it taps into like my inner, like just kind of nerd rage. Cause I'm like, the Tetrarchy was there had it set up, and Constantine's like, screw it, let's do one. And then, ah, I'll just put it between my sons, they'll get along. And they're cousins. Yeah. Which, again, I think is what is the, is the value of what we're presenting here in our podcast because people like Constantine, or just like Alexander the Great, or anyone who has the words The Great attached to their name, they need another <laughs> voice to point out how stupid these people could be sometimes.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, my goodness. There are the, the greats generally have something horrifying about them
0: <laughs> that needs to be checked in. And if not, that's suspicious, you know? If yeah. not, that's probably because we're going from the mythologized, very, like... Yeah, that's probably
3: because um, they rewrote history to make sure yeah, that it actually looked exactly. good and it was fine. Ooh,
2: speaking of suspicious, I don't, yes. I don't think it came up much um, in your episodes on Alexander because you didn't cover Philip, but we covered... Philip, just as a tester, do you think Alex had Philip Ooh, assassinated? Yes. This is what I wanted to talk
3: about, too. <laughs> well, that's definitely an interesting question. Uh, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure that he did. I think that he and Mama Olympias got together and were like, yes, let's get rid of Dad. I'll inherit everything. Mom, you kill everyone who stands in our way. Good. Home in time for dinner. Right. Serial, what, what did you? What did you get out of that destruction? Did you think it was actually it was actually Artaxerxes IV who wanted to get rid of oh, Philip? Yeah, Things I heard. Actually that. turned Oh out no, fine. no!
0: I, like, th- <laughs> there's no way. Like, th- regardless of who did it, I do not think it was Artaxerxes.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, here's here's how I heard that at first. Regardless of who did it, Alexander did it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, I don't know if it was Alexander, uh, but there's no way. Like, I don't know if it was an actual accident. I don't know if, if it was, you know, but yeah, no, we can't go with the narrative of like, oh, it was the Persians because, ah, uh, like I, we were doing some other stuff like... <laughs> i don't know. we were they, doing they, they some they were other bu- stuff they were
2: busy i did we were busy I,
3: having puppet kings it yeah. wasn't fun. yeah
0: that's the other yeah. thing too yeah no
2: just... i i did love the setup in in your episode though where you're like you remember how philip was about to invade and sariel was like yes you're like well he's dead now so
3: <laughs> so <laughs> oh, everything is needed. fine and huh <laughs> the Achaemenid empire will last for a thousand years and everything will be cool and fine
2: yeah i mean like that philip was assassinated like that's beyond question he was stabbed but i think for me what sealed it that i, I <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you trust that he was assassinated Fair enough. it's like no one questions the wonder did he fall on his yeah. sword it's like no we all it believe the sources are telling the truth his ass got assassinated
2: yeah but what for me seals it with alexander's involvement is that it's alexander's best friend Perdicus that rides down the oh, assassin right, and then course. kills the assassin yeah. and i'm like uh. Well, that's
0: what
1: you said I think one time it's just like you I mean rule number one of assassination, you got to kill the assassin yeah, and when yeah. it's your
2: best yeah. friend that goes kills and goes and kills the guy that just killed your father, I have to see a link there
3: yeah
0: well, but it was it was vengeance it was you know he he also loved Philip and he could not he had to avenge his best friend's father clearly <laughs> this is how you do things no need for questioning that that that's for yeah, cowards. Being an assassin is a dangerous job.
1: It also comes out in the next episode, but I'm trying to stop being so anti pertican but this just tapped in that old latent rage. <laughs> just like when I hear this, I'm like, in Perticus, and I'm like, Perticus, and
3: stupid Perticus. <laughs> Perticus. <laughs> This guy. <laughs> Feed your guys to crocodiles. Um,
2: it wasn't on Perticus.
3: Yeah, I didn't mind Perticus too much, but he did it, it just felt like come on man what are you even doing
1: yeah it's just like i'm gonna make a list of all the things that
3: are yeah. gonna destroy this empire and that's my to-do list today that's how perticus yeah. woke mm-hmm. up so yeah, i don't know if if perticus had actually done a good job if the empire would have stayed together it probably would have collapsed anyway but he did not help it that's true
2: yeah i do think as a whole it was unsustainable like i don't think alex would have held it i kind of feel like the reason he kept traveling around to conquer more things was to not have to go back and kind of settle and say all right how do we
0: oh yeah administer this i'm sure he he like not only what we bring up a lot in our episodes or i bring it up a lot at least is that yeah he was focused on conquering but not on he didn't want to rule he just wanted to win wars Mm -hmm. and you know have like more achievements yeah um but not to actually make a feasible, like, stable empire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I do think, like, it would make sense that he would have the the knowledge or the, the what is this called? The awareness of, I can just push that, like, the longer I stay on this campaign. Yeah. The longer I don't have to look at the mess that I actually need to take care of. And who hasn't done that, honestly? Just, <laughs> you just procrastinate and you, you do something else and you're like, well... As, as soon as I'm done with this, I will take care of this other thing. But I, I, I can still work on this first. So I, you know. Yeah.
2: You
1: know. That, you know, real talk, that's something that like has a lot of historical precedent. And it's one of those things that it's subjective and circumstantial when you analyze it, so you really can't prove it. But it does seem to be an undeniable correlation that these huge conquerors, like once they stop everything they had, like false part, like like the, the Mongols, um, mm. you know, like that empire lasted. Forever. Attila the Huns Empire lasted forever. <laughs> yeah. Um and that, and yeah, and that's like when people would push back against me and like and I kind of admit that I'm doing it to stir it up when I talk about so much crap about Alex, like, but you can't deny it all these things and all these things. I'm like, you can't I take nothing away from him, it was brilliant. But that doesn't mean he doesn't he didn't make a lot of mistakes along the way and like what we're all saying, not consolidating is an important thing because as soon as you die gone. Yeah. Like, there's, um... A
0: great conqueror, terrible ruler.
1: Yes! And, like, that's, um, that's what I was looking up, because there's, during the Second Punic War, between Rome and Carthage, um, there was this uh, Carthaginian named Maharbal, and he criticized Hannibal, he's like, you know how to gain a victory, but you don't know how to use it. And I think that applies to Alexander, because mm-hmm. the smartest thing would have been to, you know, consolidate. Because... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you're, uh, as yep. you're covering now, the madness that comes after. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, a lot of it happens. But yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking about. The fact that a lot of these empires that grow from like a tiny speck into something absolutely world spanning, the problem is that they take tiny little tribal politics between small families that are regional and then just spread it out across an empire. And now, great, we can kill each other over it. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think that probably if Alexander wasn't murdered this time around, he probably would have been murdered if he had survived longer. Absolutely. 100% agree. Just because... 100%
1: agree. Which means that his paranoia towards the end of his life wasn't unfounded, but you know what? I'm not going to give him any credit
3: for anything. (laughs) I feel like his paranoia is a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's His people dislike him and and he gets more paranoid, it gets worse. He would have been paranoid anyway, yeah.
1: Meredith, did you uh, chime Mm -hmm. in? on? Do you think about the um, assassination? Did you think... Yeah. Okay. I guess mine's the only one <laughs> complicated answer because I'm a com- I am complicate things. I think Alexander was in on it. I don't think Olympias was
3: in on it. You... you oh, oh, what? Okay. What? I wish... How? Listeners,
0: I wish you could have seen the faces that Umberto and I just made. <laughs> because... You, you <laughs> think Alex was in on it, but not Olympias?
1: Why? As we have all covered in our respective podcasts everyone likes to dump on olympias and it comes from a lot of misogynistic places fair all of the 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 stuff about her poisoning artidias early in his life which led to Mm -hmm. his disability stuff like that the snake stuff i mean like some of that could be true but there are a lot of times they're always they're twisted you know
0: yeah no powerful women are always portrayed as like these Incredibly evil yeah. witches, because other how would they be powerful otherwise? There's no exactly. other reason why a woman would be powerful. So clearly, she must be the inc- incarnation of evil.
1: Yeah, you all mentioned that with what you you made the very apt comparison to Agrippina,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just like I mean, I can't say any any better than you did. Sorry, else just you know, powerful women are always portrayed as achieving and exercising that power through subversive means. And so I look at that and, you know, the the stuff about the snake and, you know, and that and that cult, you know, that could have been a legit religious cult. I'm sure it was. But I whenever I would read it, I always just get those vibes of her being portrayed as some sort of sorceress, other kind of thing and like dangerous, mysterious, weird. I mean, I snuggle our cat all the time and no one comes into the bedroom and says i'm cavorting with hecate or something like that <laughs> i'm snuggling our kitty but why when she's snuggling her snake all of a sudden oh it's you know zeus and you're gonna lose an eye but that's what he gets for peeking. Being a creep. <laughs> but philip that is so I, I just i see so many things that are just oh you guys said this whenever something goes wrong olympias 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 and just mm-hmm. like it's not all her fault y'all And so Mm -hmm. when we look at Alexander, he's petulant, he's ambitious, he's paranoid, he's impatient, he rage quits. I'm having so many flashbacks of previous roommates I've had. And it's just, (laughs) I know the type of guy. I know the type of guy, we've seen this, the type of guy that does all this crap, but nothing's ever his fault. It's always someone else's fault. And furthermore, I mean, like, let's also take into account the very patriarchal, misogynistic world that the ancient world was and the reality for women. If this was really Olympias' fault and if she was really that well-known to have been on this, I don't think she would have lasted that long. And if there really was that
3: concern... Yeah, no, I, I, I was thinking that I think Alexander was too much of a mama's boy... To not have told her or gotten her in on the plot. Yeah, that's if a good point. He didn't start. If if she didn't have the the idea first, he would have definitely said, "Hey, let's kill dad together." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he goes, "Happy Mother's like, Day," like everyone does. Yes,
1: I feel like that's what you and the cat say when those. Like, <laughs> like, let's, let's kill dad, dad today. Let's kill dad. Yeah. <laughs> so is that's yeah. So who who does y'all's edits?
3: Uh, I do. It's just it's just generally me. Show it, showing up, doing beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, Here beep boop. Yeah. yeah, I do yes. the
2: very rough first pass of like ums and the mistakes and the large oh, gaps of nice. silence, and, and then I turn it over tangents. to him. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'll come back to
2: him. I'll be like, "You explained this thing to me very well, but I think I'm probably the only one that didn't understand it, so we just need to cut <laughs> it." Um, and then he does all the fancier stuff of. Moments taking something we said at the end and putting it at the beginning and,
3: oh, okay. and yeah. stuff like
2: that
1: yeah
3: i mean compared to my so like episode zero or episode minus one that we never published that's it's more <laughs> it's same more of a, absolutely yes. same
1: <laughs> we should
0: actually like, make that it was that...
3: a terrible edit and eventually we
0: should actually release we should it we should make it available like on patreon or something <laughs>
1: We say it like in the first episode. It's just like this is like episode one technically, but also episode five. Because when you talk about the stuff that we never released or stuff like that. We (laughs) did.
2: um, We originally, what is our introduction episode? And then the Philip episode was all one episode. And we sent it out to some friends with a survey. And we're like, thoughts, feelings, things. And I love this friend. But I knew it was them, even though they didn't put their name. They're like, this is over 90 minutes long they're like and, Dis- <laughs> and they're like and disney's the lion king is only 90 <laughs> minutes long they're like do you think this is better than the lion king and we're like all right cut it in half Oh
1: damn,
2: they didn't
0: need to stab you guys
2: no no oh, we no, asked for it. no we asked we, we, we well it was funny because you got the friends that were like we're so proud of you. This is great. And then you got the friend that's like, you are not better than the Lion King. And we're like, thank you. <laughs> we needed to hear. But then we got to Minis, and we're like, he's just so wonderful. We're not going to cut any Certified of this down. Certified
3: best boy. That's right. Oh, Eumenes, such such a good person. So sad. So sad he didn't end up winning it. So sad. is that well. always the way? Also, the, oh, the the silver shields. Why, oh my God, petulant old men!
2: Oh, they tick me off.
3: Why did you do this? You won. The battle was over. You just had to wait. and
1: ugh. Oh my God. But just no. like we won. Time to surrender. <laughs> we should probably oh surrender.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's how it works, right? That's a yeah. normal strategic decisions. I think that's kind of like how
1: I would imagine myself if I ever went to Vegas and gambled. Just like I won the jackpot, I'm gonna sell my house now. I really just gotta cover <laughs> my bets. Also, like the 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 idea that these guys were in their seventies and yeah, the historical yeah. consensus seems to believe that.
3: Yeah, it must have been just remaining, dropping like flies, and just in the meantime. Now let's take Yumanes with us. He is a good boy, but we will destroy him. These guys are like we're
1: ready to retire, man. It's pension time. <laughs> Yeah, the name is Meredith said, too. It's just the whole idea of, like, they took their wives with them? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. On battle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was not
3: a smart plan. Yeah. Who... uh, Well, since we were going on Olympias, we had... One of the questions that we received was, who would win in a fight between Olympias and Parasatis uh, if all the things misogynist historians ascribe to them were true?
0: If they happened to be these like incredibly powerful yes, sorceresses. Yes, it was actually like... it.
3: Yes. And I w- and I was looking looking up Parasatus' CV this morning while preparing for <laughs> <Murder> <laughs> preparing CV. for this. And yeah, Parasatis annihilates a family cuz they cuz they killed her daughter, like not just the close family, like the entire dynasty is gone. Yeah. Yeah, she ha- she usurp she marries one of her half-brothers to usurp another half-brother and has him suffocated in ash
2: oh yep this is that, this is all starting to ring was a bell the yeah, was yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then she supports one of her sons in a civil war against the other son and has the people who supported her victorious son the king murdered in horrible horrible ways she kills the new queen but with a cool poison trick but
0: yeah have you not ever cool. heard of oh i couldn't probably, possibly choose among my children which one's my favorite well she could <laughs> like <laughs> definitely could <laughs> <good. laughs> <laughs> like, let,
3: let's, ma'am. No, you could, you could.
2: <laughs> you could and you, could you have. Did. Yeah,
0: and you did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then she lived to a hundred out of spite because there was one guy she still had to kill and didn't manage to. And then once she killed him, finally, finally, she it was passed. over. So, she was a lot. And I was about to yeah, say, I, I, feel, I feel I like know. she.
2: I feel like she wins. <laughs> <It is. laughs> <laughs>
1: so, all right. Well, let's do in in comparison let's let's sp- give a, rundown a rundown of, rundown of Olympias. Olympias. I'm like, okay. So, I come from a place that even the Macedonians call rednecks. <laughs> I I tangle with snakes. I sleep with snakes. I will kill everyone around me at any given time. I will get on a horse in a suit of armor and fight. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> I tell my son that he's the son of Zeus because he needed that confidence boost. um, Mm -hmm. And that through me, he's also related to Achilles because he needed more of a confidence boost.
2: I poison his older half-brother.
1: And then I send send my daughter-in-law, who's not really my daughter-in-law, options on how to kill herself. And <laughs> right, that was terrible.
0: You know, when you get passive-aggressive comments, but this is just dialed to 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, we haven't gotten to it. You all may have covered it, but like in Cassander's episode, I'm just going to go ahead and sneak peek. There's a little bit of cannibalism going on, I think.
0: Love that. Mm, you know, just add a bit of spice.
1: She killed over 100 people in in Macedon when she got in there. I'm still going to say Pyrosatis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think what I like about Parasatis is the absolute spite yeah. that she had yeah, for everybody. Right. She had like a list and she had to go through all of it. Yes. And even though she's a hundred years old, she is not going to rest until that last person is dead.
0: Because we even get destroy um, everything. Was it she was mad at the wife of one of her sons? Or who yeah, yeah in yeah. the family? Right. So like and her son is like, please, mom don't kill my wife please
1: now i have Um, to
0: so like at the beginning she's like okay you know i i am i'm not happy about this but you know what i i will listen to you because you're my son i will kill the rest of her family but i will (laughs) i will spare your wife and then she gets back for her like she she goes she goes back for her at some point i believe
1: at some point whenever it's okay yeah
3: yeah yeah she's like well now now i can get her
0: yeah like later down the line (laughs) she still has this like um vendetta in her
1: (laughs) parasatis is the reason that university syllabi are like 20 pages at least over here now because students (laughs) have over the years just been lawyering their professors so much that you have to have everything covered in there because if you don't they're gonna say you didn't
3: say i couldn't do this (laughs) you said i couldn't use my notes
1: you did not say i couldn't
3: use someone else's notes yep yes nobody told parasatis she couldn't have somebody eaten alive by insects so she did it right that was fine
2: no it's like you said don't kill her you didn't say don't kill her family
3: grammar matters Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that was intense
2: that just the sheer scale of it in like a 100 year career yeah.
3: Yeah. It. yeah, it's just so impressive how she destroyed so much and, and just,
2: she built you know, a murdering
0: I, machine. Just because oh yeah, just because she, just she, because she, she had so many people to, to assassinate people that she was like, I can't do it all by hand. I need
2: a machine. <laughs> well that was kind of my thing when we covered um in Baby Alex's episode where Roxana has the other two Persian wives killed and the primary oh, yeah. source makes it sound like oh, she right. killed them with her own hand. I'm like, did she do it herself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot.
3: Oh,
1: it's like in the it's like in the office, which we're sorry, we're those people. And she's just like when Pam's <laughs> gonna punch Michael at the end of the day, she's like, You need to be worried, Michael. Pam's got that crazy, crazy pregnant strength.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god
1: <laughs> But uh yeah, yeah I, I, I
2: think
3: Parasatis has it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna
0: have I to agree. take this one. I agree. I'm glad. I, I'm glad we all yes. came to a consensus. <laughs> That's here. true.
1: That's good. We should take notes of this,
3: like Heracles, Aridias.
0: Oh, what Lim- we, yeah, what, what we agree and what we
1: disagree
3: on. <laughs> yes. Have a quiz at the end. See who paid attention.
1: I actually, going back to the Aridias thing, I actually did some research for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you said, um, all right. So, as a throwing a bone, the Roman historian Justin, not Dustin, that's me. The Justin does say that King Aradius was instructed to take Alexander's body to Egypt. I think Arian claims that as well, but then I did a little translating for you. The fragment, one of the fragments of Arian by the Greek historian Photius, I actually did the whole translations here, which I'm not going to try to butcher the Greek, but nice. what I translated strictly was... But Arhidias, comma, the one guarding the body of Alexander, diverted it to Egypt. And now I'm gonna like really invite a lot of criticism from me. I take that to be an articular participle, not a relative pronoun, which would mean that it's not Arhadias who was guarding the body, it's Arhadias, the one, as opposed to the other guarding the body. I see. Yeah it's like it's the, the the greek weird way of saying of trying to address the fact that like there were other Aradiases and the idea that oh yeah then Justin also says later that Arhadias was in Cappadocia with Perticus before the attack on Egypt and then we later have an instance where the other Arhadias when they say was like they explicitly say was briefly appointed as regent of the kings alongside somebody else so like there's an R is that still from Photius? yes it is from Photius. yep okay it is from Photius. and then like in 319 we have an arhidias who is cited as besieging a town so i don't know if we keep that or or toss it or whatever i just as i'm
3: okay that's interesting yeah definitely yeah
1: i was looking through my notes and i put so much time into that i at least wanted to say it
3: (laughs) (laughs) no No, definitely that's good yeah yeah that's very interesting okay cool yeah, not sure how if it's addressed in the paper or not, but hey. Oh, I definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go.
1: go. I'm gonna go find Doctor Muller's dissertation. I want to read that. Yeah, after. sure. Yeah.
3: But uh, yeah. Oh, also, just because you mentioned Justin, I would, I need to put in my obligatory. I hate Justin. Why couldn't you just leave Pompeius Trogus alive and read his work? At the end. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So Justin, like his actual history is is actually it's the abridgment of another history. By a guy named Pompeius Trogus. And so when we're reading mm. Justin, we're reading his epitome, basically his commentary yeah. or his. You know, didn't we have a question on Alex the Fourth?
3: It was mostly Alex, baby Alex! Exclamation point.
2: Sure,
0: uh,
3: I agree. <laughs> That's
1: almost
0: yes, a question.
3: Baby Alex was an individual,
1: and it was exciting.
3: <clears throat> yes, he lived. He reigned for a longer time than his father. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. <laughs> he, um. He he was a person. He has a ni- he has nice sculptures as Pharaoh. He mm-hmm. you know looks very athletic for ten year old. I but, think the Egyptians were very you know.
1: generous in their description of him because they yes, say that he definitely. conquered things, he had the strength of a lion, and they hadn't. They'd never <laughs> met him before, taking a lot on faith there.
3: Yeah, they're trustworthy people. It worked great.
1: And yet, I will say, it does. Okay, I'll pose the question. How serious do you think that people, the successors, were in regard to, like, really following him, or was he just a
3: figurehead in their mind? I don't think anyone would have—I think the fact that—you got to the end of Baby Alex, yes, so—the fact that he ends up (laughs) killed by Cassander— is just lucky for everyone else that doesn't have to take the blame. I think if anyone else had been the regent, if Antigonus had been the regent, Ptolemy, whoever, maybe Alex would have had an accident and would have disappeared. I don't think anybody really wanted him to be king or cared enough. I think the only people who cared enough to maybe have him be king were all the successors who were left out and didn't have a domain and and wanted to just reset the playing field. But... I don't think anybody would have allowed him to live that long. But serial, yes, your thoughts?
0: I don't have that many, honestly. (laughs) Just, it's a small child and I don't think he would have lasted long either way. Yeah,
1: I guess another way to ask my question it was just like clearly when he's a kid no one's going to do what he says cuz he's a kid but like do you think that they were seri- that there was some sincerity in the idea of like when this kid grows up he's going to be the king and we're going to follow him and this is real?
0: Oh. No. I the um, like it, it might have been different if the empire had been somewhat stable. Yeah. Mm. And then someone would have been like, well it's worth having a regent and then continuing the Dynasty, so that we avoid civil war, we avoid everything just going terribly wrong. So, so more people would might have been interested in like actually keeping things the way they are, or like putting themselves in power, but like using baby Alex as like no, we are just you know being regent, and then like that way I have a chance to take the throne, but also nobody will rebel. I guess what I'm doing, but like. It, everything was like alexander died and everything was just on fire so mm. so <laughs> I, you know yeah i i saw one possible
3: universe where baby alex makes it and that is the alternate universe where humanese survives and makes everything okay mm. and then i think Humanes right. would have been like yes baby alex here's your crown now that you're 16 congratulations you can be king in that unlikely event, it would have, I think it would have worked. I wanted to
1: bring up one point. There is this... The fact about Alexander Fourth and his depiction as a pharaoh. I pointed this out in our episode. We can date that. It's around 315, which would be right around the time that Cassander had thrown Alexander IV in prison, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So it strikes me as odd or notable that they put so much effort into creating this this cult worship, the dedication, this depiction of him, but if they if he didn't matter, like why go through the effort?
3: I feel like that falls in a little bit with the the fact that even after Alexander IV had been killed, the successors until like 311 or something uh, continue to sign things in the name of King Alexander the and, and they weren't kings; they were just oh, they were just generals for King Alexander. And I think it was just a manner of nobody has any legitimacy otherwise. I think so that's we it. Need to find a way to pretty it up because otherwise, I'm king just because I have the biggest army. Sure, that works, but only for so long.
1: Yeah, there's a there's this. There's this component of constitutional theory, and it's going to sound silly and repetitive, but it's like one of the final steps of developing constitutional thought is constitutional rules, and it's the idea that not only do we all agree as a group on something, but we all agree that part of the identification and membership of this group, whatever it is, is contingent on us following the same rules. Like, not only we're in a group, but you're only in this group if you follow these set of rules and i think alex the fourth and Aradias, that's the role they played which is unfortunate because that means they're basically pawns and figureheads but it's just that idea of exactly what you said is like otherwise we're going to rip each other apart we all know we're going to backstab each other so the only way to prevent you know me from screwing you over from screwing you over is just the idea of like okay we can all agree that we're serving under these kings and that's the bond that's keeping us together which is to say no they didn't care.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, well and I uh, the the universe I seeing it working is in is um if he'd been a bit older when Alex died. Mm-hmm. Like if he had maybe been 10 or so because things fall apart relatively quickly like in those first 4 mm-hmm. years. And it's a little different if after 4 years you're like, well he's 14. Like that's almost manhood whereas in the reality he was only four years old we've got easily another 10 years to have to hold this for him so i think if he had been a little older and could have come of age faster
3: yeah i think that i think if alexander had followed the advice of who was it antipater and parmenion to mm. get married and have a child before, before heading off though. on the expedition mm-hmm. then yeah. that child probably would have had more of a chance at least
0: would have made much more sense but guess what <laughs> This is the gay agenda, everybody. This is why the (laughs) Empire fell. (laughs) Dude, you have... It's all
3: Hephaestion's fault. Hephaestion made the Empire fall.
1: (laughs) You know, you conjure memories, and that's a good segue. Um, You conjure memories. I remember I was hanging out with this guy one time, and, like, whatever, the guy's like, walked in, like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching the Alexander movie. And um, I said, what do you think? And he was like... And I got to give his like, well, I like it, but I just don't like the fact that they say he's gay.
0: Listen, when we were, we were talking before about how Alexander liked the Iliad and he just read like the beginning, he got the part of Achilles just being enraged and murderous and was like, well, great. I got everything I need to know about Achilles, my so-called uh, ancestor. I think he just got the murderous rage and be gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got the this.
2: two
3: tenets of his personality.
2: I don't know if it was um I don't know if it was your Alexander part one or your Alexander part two, but like when the topic of like Barcina and Roxana come up mm-hmm. and Saril goes like they're trying so hard to make him buy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Which would be
0: fine, you know. Like, of course, we also need more yeah. bi representation, and it, it, bi erasure is very, very, yeah, um, intense and prevalent because, yeah, people just prefer to like be like, oh, you're either one or the other, and yeah, there's no middle ground, which is ridiculous. Um, but in in Alexander's story in particular, I find it so funny <laughs> that like it's no. always such a problem. For everyone in the kingdom, that Alexander just cannot just just j- get a wife and have a kid so that the Empire doesn't just go down the drain immediately. <laughs> I mean, and everyone's just like, Alex, please. And he's like, no, I'm just going to go conquer this other place. I'll be right back. I just love the
1: vibe <laughs> you're portraying, too. I can just, like, as you're sitting, I can just, like, see his advice. He's like, will you, will you just... Stop it. Just stop Just stop it.
2: It's like, all right, you've married at least three women. Take them with you. It's like, take just them with One of use. them. Like, yeah. one. We don't need want.
3: all of them to be pregnant.
1: I know, just it's one. like,
2: you want to keep traveling but Take them with you. Like, do you want a carrot?
1: Do you want a cookie? What do you want? What incentive can I give
3: you here? We have made up a son, and that didn't work. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? Yeah I, yeah, I just love the fact that Roxana becomes pregnant just like two months after Hephaestion died. Mm-hmm. They had like four years of being married before, but nothing. And then two months after Hephaestion's gone, I feel boom, bad for Roxana
1: in that regard because she's like, really? When your best friend dies, then <laughs> <laughs> Then I get I st- some sugar?
0: <laughs> I feel bad for Alex. Like, yeah, I'm sorry that Hephaestion is dead
3: still he went and exterminated a whole mountain tribe to feel yeah. better as you do <laughs>
0: yeah of course see every time i try to root for alexander and be like you know <laughs> he has some like he has some good parts like as as mythology goes right, right. it's like this character there's barely a person anymore But
2: and then you remember
0: that like,
3: he does he's a just lot
0: the worst mm-hmm. that's
2: yeah. the thing like, well wow. yeah or i feel like any uh any moment of ingenuity where you're like oh that was brilliant you realize well, that also ended with the destruction of some town. So, like, I look at, you yeah. know, the I, the island of Tyre, and I'm just like, oh, that oh, is just, right. like, so impressive. You built a land bridge, so now that yeah. this thing, like, to this day isn't even an island anymore. I'm like, and then you massacred all those people. <laughs> Everybody So way, I don't yep. think I should uh, really celebrate <laughs> that.
1: Or, or Thebes, <laughs> oh. when even Alexander, oh, like, when Alexander feels bad about it. And let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade. <laughs> Dude's probably a sociopath, okay? Let's just kind of say it.
0: You don't get to be any kind of dictator without, you know.
1: Yeah, you're not an effective conqueror. Or what you don't want to do in these situations is tell someone that their dad is a god because then anything (laughs) I do, anything (laughs) I do, it's like, but I'm a god.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm essentially a god. Yeah. So, can't do no wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's like in, like, I think in, like, the book of Job and, like, and, you know, it's just like when they're God and Job are arguing, and God at one point is like, I'm sorry, did you create the world? Were you there? <laughs> have, you, have you slain Leviathan? I'm sorry. When you do those things, then we can talk. But see, the problem is, Alexander's the type of guy who's like, well, yeah, I'm the son of Zeus. Yeah.
0: So I technically, you know, kind of basically did those things. Of course
1: I did. I was yeah. there. I just don't remember it right now because I don't feel like <laughs> it. But I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. It must have been so annoying to everyone around him when he kept conquering and kept winning it was like god he's going it's going to all go to his head more he didn't need more to go to his head but if he failed once but no
1: he never does i can tell you umberto that speaks to my soul i am that guy i know <laughs> i'm salty about it i know i'm bitter about it but it just makes me mad that he just kept winning because every time that i was like yeah alexander was 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 dumb he was, he was stupid he was just like he was he was arrogant frat boy. And they're like, yeah, but he conquered. I'm like, yeah, he did. I know. But like, <laughs> it. it's just so many times it was luck. Like the whole thing of like when he almost died and how many times in battle?
3: There were, there were so many injuries. And at the beginning, he could have just died because he, he lost supplies. The Gaudrosian Desert, he could have just disappeared there, which would have been very nice and yeah. mythical, I think. <laughs> historians would have loved that now, how many times but, did he get sick
1: and just not do it like someone put a knife in this guy seriously
0: and they did and then somehow he was fine he was from fine. the injury they pierced which, his
1: lungs that was cool yeah, too he got a four-foot you, arrow through the chest and he walked away from it
0: it's not fair like, after this it's like yeah how, how are we gonna convince you that you're not the son of zeus <laughs> like honestly i'm beginning to doubt myself that's it he makes you gaslight yourself, because maybe I am wrong. Maybe he is that
1: cool. Because he gets a four-foot 4, inch air, four foot arrow through the chest. I have student loans to pay. <laughs> Who's the loser now? You know?
3: Yeah, just need to find a, a statue of Alexander to fall to your knees and cry in front of.
2: <sighs>
1: Damn it. Somewhere. Caesar. Overdone. Caesar. Yeah. Well, I've, I really feel like we tapped into a good conversation with the uh, sexuality in the ancient world conversation. So I definitely invite us to return to that. Please do.
0: Always happy to (laughs) chime in, but also I kind of wish I actually knew more about this because I, you know, it's a complicated nuanced topic and there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of smart people who actually study this properly for me to just be talking out of, you know, whatever I feel is correct.
1: Um, I'd like to invite you to tell me what, tell us what you think
0: cool excellent um i have bring the knowledge of being a queer person online in 2023 you know and and what the conversation that that sparks around whenever someone brings up a historical figure and is like oh this person was so and so and like uses modern labels and then there's always someone who is like oh but you can't use modern labels and then there's someone else who is like oh but you can't understand Um, This kind of description of a feeling in the way that we understand it, like, nowadays, or uh, and it's always like, man, (laughs) can we just agree that, like, humanity has always have what we, like, has always had what we nowadays consider queer people in it, because it's just part of being a human being, like, sexuality and gender... Identity and presentation are just a huge spectrum and every um, culture has um, gone about it in their own different way. And there's also a very clear and very um, tangible erasure of that through Western um, history and through Western historians and Western culture. Like that is... you undeniable yeah along with a lot of other um things that have been lost uh about these cultures right like the fact that we live in a colonized uh, co- colonized world like has impacted how we look at history which is then a problem when we're trying to look at the past and when we're trying to look at other cultures mm-hmm. so
1: I mean, that's why I brought up the anecdote of the friend of mine who was watching Alexander, because what I was trying to get across there was, like, you know, even... I shouldn't say even, because of course we're still having these issues, but, like, you know, 2,000-some-odd years later, it's still just that point of contention because some people just can't wrap their head around the idea of a non-heteronormative, you know, sexual presentation. You know?
0: Which is ridiculous, because... Again, as, as much as you want to discuss about, like... Oh, for example, in, like, ancient Greece, like, homosexuality wasn't understood how we understand it now. Or, like, it had to be with this or this other... Or, like, I don't care about that. Like, the issue that we're having is, like, you're looking at this through, like, the bigotry and the, like, phobia of a world that has been already... not indoctrinated I guess is not the correct word but like already taught like that there's one correct way of doing things and then there's deviant ways of doing things and that is relatively new in the sense of it's not new that people push one way of behavior on a society right but it is relatively new this particular way because this is how the world works now in like the past I don't know like maybe 300 years the western world Which is not even, you know, the entire planet or the human race, because it isn't. We constantly see how um, colonizers, like, push down other cultures, like, traditions and ways of expression and ways to understand things, because that's what it does. It just, it makes everything uniform with the one way that they consider correct to... if it changes from place to place, like even in the same time, imagine through time, like there's all these millions of cultures, each of them with their own understanding. So, yeah, it, of course, it's still a problem. I I hope it won't be a problem forever. I hope we'll just not only regarding queer issues, but just regarding race, regarding just different costumes, different ways to just live that humans will stop um, just trying to make each other change into like their own -um, preconceived like I'm not being very eloquent right now yes you are their own preconceived like order of things because like there's not just one way of being human and that's just preposterous thinking that like with the how many billions are we on the planet right now? Eight, um, eight, yes. Like that's ridiculous. That you would think that there's one way of being that everyone needs to follow. Yeah, like, please, mm-hmm. <laughs> can we can we please not kid ourselves? So so yeah, you were bringing up like yeah, your friend was like, oh, I didn't like that they they showed him that like uh, this is you know they're pushing uh this is representation into my movies and it's like how this like your point of view is not like in the entire history of humankind it's not like the mainstream because it can't be because like it's it hasn't been in most places for most of the time it's just where it is like where you live right now at this moment yeah i think yeah, people need a bit more perspective and a, to be aware of you know a bit more empathy and realize that most of this is not really it's not harmful to allow for diversity
1: yeah i mean like I, as you were saying like this stuck in my head i just wanted to, like talk to him, like it's not your story dude like yeah. the whole the, like the vitriol of like another guy i'm like it's not your story it's mm-hmm. Alexander's story, go look at the sources, you know? Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Yeah.
0: That
1: was really well said. Uh,
0: I have, can you tell, I have a lot of thoughts on the matter. <laughs> um, but I get it that it's a, it's a topic that I like discussing because I think it's interesting to hear different perspectives and just how people go about it and what people, what people get hung up on. Right. Like yeah. everyone finds a different part um, that they either find more interesting or have more trouble like coming to terms with or like have a different perspective about it um, but yeah I'm I, I'm really happy that nowadays not that it's only happening now like I'm pretty sure there's a group of people who have always been trying to like um, avoid this like retelling of history because there's always been people who care about what is actually you know quote unquote actually happened or like all <laughs> yeah. things were understood <laughs> yeah. which i guess is also what like uh historians and anthropologists do right like trying to understand things from the perspective of other times and other cultures which is really difficult because you don't always have someone with that perspective to ask and to be like why is this different for you or what do you think about this yeah i mean um, yeah no that, that i'm happy that at least um it's being done more and more that the um is there even an expression for this like the decolonization of history and like trying to yeah um
1: revisionist do
0: away with like yeah with with like all of these stereotypes and all of these like retellings that have been so ingrained into like the way we have taught history for such a long time that we just take it for like this is actual history and then you looked a lit you look a little bit into the sources and you're like oh wait actually no this is just some white dude from the victorian times who decided to not mention this whole entire part because he didn't feel comfortable with it for example absolutely
1: i mean um no you, you you just made so many good points there um I mean, I actually started taking notes. <laughs> it, it, most historians now, for speaking from my own like humble perspective from my corner of it, it's not so much the who done it questions, because most historians, most have kind of. There's still some room, obviously, when you find, figure out something new. But a lot of it's moving yes. beyond questions of what happened. Like we know what happened, or we know what we think happened, or what we've been told happened. But now it's becoming, turning into questions of, if anything, it's, well, why and how, but also more historiographical questions of why has it been presented this way, um, or right. why has it been interpreted this way? Okay, for instance, um, I forget her name, I always forget her name, but there's a new vert, new translation of the Iliad. When I say new, it's probably tingling. But-
2: um, uh, isn't it Emily Wilson? Thank you. And for Emily the Wilson. for the Odyssey, the not the Iliad.
1: Yeah, Emily Wilson. Like that's one of my go to whenever I talk about stuff like this too. Is like, you know, we have how many? I'm glad you said it the way you said it because how many you know old white men do we have translations of the Odyssey and things like that? Um, and so and some people, I'm rolling my eyes for anyone who can't see it, um, which is most people. <laughs> You know, there are a lot of people push me why is every every stupid person I give is a southern accent. Um is like why is there's it, gotta be a woman? What's special about that? I'm just like, why not, first of all, and what new can they show us? And the fact of the matter is a lot, because the way that these things are translated, a lot of it has to do with the person translating it. I remember one example given to me was how she translated the noun of a, a servant or something like that or and one of the examples is like people will try to soften a translation of the Greek word doulos, and just like, oh, just my 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 servant. And it was like, no 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 no. Slave. Like, do not sugarcoat things like that. You know?
0: Yeah. Turns out that y- there's not just one way to translate something because you're especially something as old as the Odyssey, where you're also trying to grasp not just what a person who is living now is trying to say in their language, which I guess you could, like, if you're very privileged, you could, like, ask the person that you're translating from, you know, if you're translating a book, which I don't believe is super common to be able to, like, talk to the original writer. But, like, if you can.
1: I've got Polybius on, you know.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But if you're translating from, from someone who died many, many years ago, I... You also have to translate for like with your current modern brain. Yes. What things at the time might have meant, and now translate into modern language, and of course that like that is subjective. That is, it puts a lot of the translator into the work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing in your internal biases to your translation. And like that's one of the things that my advisor, one of the first things he gave me, like one of the, one of the biggest pieces of advice is he gave me. I remember I went to his office. He and sat, when I sat down, he was conversation, blah blah blah. But at one point, he was like, "Well, Dustin, what's your bias?" And I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" And like I kind of, I didn't go on defensive, but I went to the whole thing of like, "Well, I I'm trying not to do bias, not to do this, not right. to have a bias." And he's like, "No, no, no, just what's your bias?" He's like, accept the fact that you do have a bias. It's natural. You can't help it. It's just part. It and it. You live in your brain with
0: your experience, so yeah, you have the you bias have a of your own life.
1: Yeah, he's like, and the yeah. best thing you can do is it's kind of like a Jungian shadow thing. It was like be aware of it, incorporate it, acknowledge it, and proceed forward with that knowledge that everything you're bringing forward has a bias. So I mean, and the reason I I um, released the Kraken uh sorry else because i was i was really intrigued by a lot of your comments just throughout episodes here's to umberto of course but i just i perked up because you definitely i could see i could hear some passion and i liked it because i'm really fascinated by gender studies too and especially with the ancient world if you want to study toxic masculinity right the fact that anyone lived past the age of 35 is amazing because of the heart attacks and the blood yeah. pressure from all the ra- <laughs> all the rage yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, I try to keep it down. Not not to, like, tone it down, obviously. But, like, we're focusing on history. And I do like to focus on the personal aspect of things. Like, I've said many times on our episodes, I like that people are still people. Like, throughout all of histro- history, you're, you're talking about all of these achievements and, like, dates and battles and numbers of soldiers and strategies. But, like, when it comes down to a person, some of the decisions are just, like, yeah, people... Are people. And they make human choices. Yeah. Like. Of course we're mythologizing many of them. We're like. The stories has have been retold. And we barely treat. Some of these people as humans. Because that's what a story makes. But you get. I love when you can still glimpse it. And be like. Yeah. This is, this is just a person. Like they were probably <laughs> afraid. They were probably angry. They were probably in love. Like. It's. Yeah, it's humans just doing their thing Um, and I love when I get to just have a little bit of a comment or a discussion about like any of these topics, uh, gender, sexuality attraction, just like how it might have worked and like also you know, like I am aware I put a lot of my modern perspective in it and I like shifting things into that area because I enjoy it and because you know, I feel like we've been so uh, starved of queer perspectives and representation that i'm not going to apologize for putting my own in there you know um especially because yeah i guess there's i am in my own bubble where these things are not like, like a fairly commonplace right and like pe- most people are aware of these things we have our jokes about it um and history will call them best friends you know kind of <laughs> things um
1: anything but lovers yeah Yeah. there's Um, always the joke of oh and they were roommates
0: yeah yeah Yeah. they were cousins they were best friends they were buddies they were you know um but but i imagine that not everyone in our demographic listening to our podcast like might be as aware so I'm, i'm happy that i'm happy that like you enjoy whenever um i get to go into these topics and whenever we get to discuss them um you know as carefully as we do like i said i try not to go too much into it because i don't really have the studies to like back up if i make any assumptions like i i go for vibes but (laughs) that might also be interesting to whoever is listening to like have this perspective right because not everyone might think of it so yeah um, I appreciate it that you, you know, that you like it. Um, that's really good to hear. Yeah.
1: Um, how about um, I read you a series of things that I wrote down, which are some of my favorite quotes from you two.
3: Oh. okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Sure. Wow. <laughs> Flattered. Oh yeah.
1: Oh no. There was especially. Especially some of these most recent episodes, I've just been cracking up about. Oh my god! Good to know. Yeah, I
0: get so worried that like everything I'm saying gets. I mean, I trust Umberto editing, right? I tell yeah. you, there's it's, been more more than it. once where i where we've stopped and I've been like, please do not let this make it into yes. the podcast. That's why every joke
3: um, lands perfectly and nothing is wrong and everything is fine.
0: Of course.
1: <laughs> I try to go to the um, I try to go to what we call the Johnny Carson routine. It's just like if it bombs. I double down and I talk about how it bombs and, and then you explain the
0: joke because every joke is funnier if you have to explain it.
1: Yes, it is. Because then it's not my fault um, that it wasn't funny. It's your fault that it wasn't funny. And then if I keep going with that, then people start pitying me because I just don't get that it's not funny. And they're like, it's so sad. Okay, here's one. <laughs> sorry El, I forgot the quote but sorry El, that's a lot of demands to which umberto replied come at me scrubs that was about alex the fourth <laughs> yes fair love that and now we're getting to the point where dustin does not take contiguous notes because this is a bunch of stuff that d- oh yeah i marked it there he is okay let's see
0: don't worry i also don't take notes <laughs> 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 yes Okay, it's our snakes were involved. <laughs> snakes were involved. Yeah. Literally, I was like, "Do I have any notes about the Alexander episodes?" First of all, I only have the first part and not nothing for the second part. And <laughs> the first part, I, I had three notes. One of the no, two notes. One of them was Snake Lady. Yeah. <laughs> which you know, Olympia, but I didn't remember that. And the other was, <laughs> the other one was to make a meme, the Lord Farquhar meme. Uh, men with wings, and I was like, Umberto, what did this mean? Why did I write this down? And he was like, Oh yeah, because Alexander, like, they said that he could only conquer a certain city if he found men with wings, and then like oh, I remember that a one. bunch of soldiers yeah, climb a mountain. Um, and so, and I assume not not many of them made it. And so I wrote down the Lord Forkwood meme of like, many of you might die, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, the notes i had on alexander the great wow
1: that's that's I so a great student
3: all you need to know 100 percent.
1: all right um okay here's a series i think this is talking about uh this was in our hediasis episode when you're talking mm-hmm. about the post-mortem of alexander the great
3: oh god that was terrible. Oh. so
1: here we go oh my god let's see Sariel. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm going to read them like deadpan. I think that's funnier that way. Please do. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I need a minute. Oh, my <laughs> hell. I'm not ready for. Oh, God, no. Dear, <laughs> and then followed by, dear Lord, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time moving on from this. <laughs> then they mummified him alive, to which Umberto replies, God. well, he wasn't alive for long.
0: God. <laughs> to, to it, I still cannot. thank like,
1: Case in point, to which Sariel stated, uh, this will stick with me for the years to come.
0: I hate that. Why did you have to bring it up <laughs> yeah. again? I love it. I hate it. You lo- you hate it?
1: That was what... I had to rewind and write that down because it made me laugh so much.
0: I mean, I hate <laughs> the fact that they mummified him alive.
1: Oh, you hate that? Well, he did.
0: Yeah, I don't hate my reaction. I think my reaction is very on point, actually. Yeah.
1: I watched way too many... Well, for a period. I watched way too many, like you know, medical drama, like house and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, so I know just enough to not know anything. All I know is like from the stuff, like what if he had like locked in syndrome where he was like conscious and aware the entire time, but he
3: could not move. And he was
1: like, Oh,
0: anxiety so bad. He's like, Oh, they're pulling
3: my (laughs) brain out of my nose. That's yeah. mm. You're hoping they did the brain out of the nose first. And then the rest probably made it easier. But you know what, you know what the lesson is? If you, if you're hoping that probably didn't, (laughs) ancient history if you're hoping the good version happened it did
1: well that's always my joke too and like it's come up a few times with meredith and just like
3: everything's going right everything's going
1: well let's mess it up
3: yep yeah everything yeah our our the episode that's going to come out this sunday basically has that everything is too quiet let's destroy it because we need something fun to happen okay good Mm. everything on fire Mm
0: -hmm. oh yeah i know i know exactly the episode i hated that that was so ridiculous (laughs)
1: hated that because it
0: was literally that just like it could have been it could have been fine but i guess not enough was happening so
1: don't you just get like you know like you made a really good point earlier sorry i was just like i remember these people are human god knows i do stupid things but sometimes you're just you just want to you just want to go back in time solely for like skipping all the good stuff you could do with time travel just so you can go and shake them by the (laughs) shoulders and be like why i need to know why what were you thinking just slap them yes <laughs> be like yeah can you stop
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
3: alexander yeah with alexander burning persepolis like yeah my dude. yes why yes i i i, I recently saw some some things and there's still fire marks on it and it's like my dude why did you have to burn this it was it was a nice place it was yours you didn't need to
1: and that's what annoys me about alexander the social privilege because it's just like He has these moments of impulse. Like, yeah,
3: burn it down.
1: You know, it's just like kill it all. And then, like, the next day, he's like, oh my God, who did that? That's terrible.
0: (laughs) Oh no.
3: Kill this other guy. I was poorly advised. Mm, Yeah. That's terrible. It was my advisors. What happened?
0: You said it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and like,
1: then the guards are like, if we tell him he did it, he'll think we're blaming him and then he'll kill us.
3: (laughs) Oh no. All right. So here's a question. Yeah. Yes.
1: As a Persian king, how do you think he did?
3: Uh, well, we went into it during the rating, but as a Persian king, he absolutely sucked. Because <laughs> he took an empire that was nice, it was recovering after a period of a bit of stagnation, and it was improving, it was doing better, and then after Alexander, it's gone. Like, no, and not only is Iran just, going to not have a native dynasty for the next 200 years, also, all the different cultural elements have been destroyed. The records of the empire are gone. Cities have been burned to the ground. A lot of people are dead. Civil wars abound. No. How, yeah, it's Ariel.
0: I'm just, like, my brain is just wondering right now like how did people come to mythologize this man to like such an extent right like to such a because yeah i get a great conqueror but like where like after actually reading and like listening to like through all the things that actually happened before him and after him and like how why did you choose this man to be the person you want to imitate like why what was he just pretty like what (laughs) honestly what why it's a nice statue
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i will i will say like
2: at, at the most like bare bones on paper outline of facts it's pretty phenomenal but then you know the moment you take a moment to kind of dig deeper and look at the full context of things you're like
0: like of all the of all the people you can admire like, of all the heroes you can have as, like, as a fellow dictator, conqueror, military person, right? Which is, what, seriously? This guy? The one who, like, just made random decisions to, like, you know, burn down cities that he already owned? Like, and wh- whose
2: empire essentially collapsed <laughs> after he died? See, see, when you phrase it like that... <laughs> that, was, that was a delayed hit. I was like,
1: yeah. oh, whoa, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. like, I
1: own this burned it yeah. to the ground
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well, I think that's why I was I saying you know I I'm almost more impressed with his father um, Philip II because yeah. because if, yeah. yes. if you if you want to talk about somebody that took their realm like in a state of crisis in a state of flux and left it you know, good and secure with an heir, um, who was an adult, Uh, you know, and every like had revolutionized the military and gotten everything set and stabilized and good so that you could even entertain the idea of leaving your country to go conquer Conquer another country. To me, that means so much more than you being able to win battles, conquer, you know, another empire, not to sell it short, but as we said, you know,
0: it didn't last. Yeah,
2: it doesn't last. Like he had it
0: yeah. for his lifetime, and then it was gone. So, uh, you know. Yeah.
3: My question for you, actually, is how well do you think Alexander would have done as a successor? To himself? Of himself, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> if like, he had been suddenly himself. soul-passed
1: <laughs> into someone else. That's a great question. I actually am going to—I have an idea, which is why—
2: Oh, dang. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I hate being put put in this spot, too.
1: Well, it's more that I know if I'm going to... Yeah, I won't stop. <laughs>
2: I mean, there's undeniable strokes of brilliance there. It's this tricky thing because, you know, we would kind of go back and forth about what do you hold against somebody? Because on the yeah. one hand, we sit there and we're like, look at the mess that came after he died and yet he's dead and like can you lay that blame at his feet solely i yes. mean I, th- I yes okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> i will say from like a military standpoint since most of what the successors seem to be doing or trying to do is gain military control over the empire and stabilize it I think in that aspect he probably would have been good because we did see some like moments of pretty genius and strategic military tactics so I think he in terms of a successor like once again I don't think he'd be the person that once everything was settled to actually be able to run it but I think you know for example kind of like you he was getting things settled militarily now you was the you know the triple threat he could have conquered it settled it and ruled it yes but i think alex would have been a good person to to deploy to areas of unrest and put down i don't think the administrative parts there
0: i mean we discussed in our podcast that alexander made for a great general
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just yeah, he- not a
0: great ruler <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but like if yeah. he had stayed as like military ruler for like uh, under philip's command like unstoppable yeah yeah in my opinion alas yes (laughs) yeah but the
1: problem is i don't think alexander would ever have been satisfied in any form of a subordinate role no Um, No, no, no. which is why we all do seem to agree that he definitely was in on his dad's death but how would he do as a successor could you do it i don't think so i don't think he could um we actually do have a little bit of a comparison for that. You all I know that you all ran into him uh, Demetrius Polyarchetes, the besieger of City. Oh, yes. I
3: see. Yes. Okay.
1: Who's basically Alexander, you know, <laughs> the 2.0 or something like that in the sense that he's the he's the example of what would happen if Alexander did not get lucky every time, I feel.
3: Yeah, I can Which see that.
0: Which Demetrius is this?
3: Uh this is the one of the earlier Demetriuses. Uh okay. You you remember when Seleucus is an old man and just throws off his armor and and says, "Do you really want to work for this loser? Just come to my side." And everybody was like, "Yeah, pretty much."
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, remember him?
3: Yeah. Yes.
1: He's the he's the guy that drunk that drank himself to death. Yes. Oh yes, yes, right. Which let's I be remember. honest, given enough time, Alexander, yeah, would, Alexander would do the same too. thing. And well, some argued that, that that's what yeah. he did do. I was like, <laughs> I that, was that is great. one of
2: the supposed causes of death. It happened.
1: Yeah. 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 He was brilliant general. Like, you all, like, uh...
0: Yeah, like, to be fair, since the since the empire that he was handed down was relatively uh, stable, like, that was the time to go out and conquer, right? And
1: he <laughs> was the guy to do the it. The problem is,
0: he did it too well yeah. to a point where, <laughs> you know, he didn't bother to actually... Uh, what is it called?
1: consolidate.
0: Consolidate what he had, and so, yeah. mm.
1: Now we flip it, so let's imagine that he was in an empire that was on the precipice of collapse. There would have been people who would have viewed him not as the leader, but viewed him as a very credible threat. They would have murked him. Yeah, I don't think he could have done it. He would have been one of the power players, I'll give him that. Mm. The charisma? Undeniable. Undeniable Mm. charisma. Undeniable prowess (laughs) on the battlefield
0: exactly so if it came down to actual battles like you know some kind of civil war like deciding who will get to rule he would he would have done great in those but then i don't then i don't know like what he would have done afterwards he's such a good
1: example of the power of charisma though oh yeah sir
0: i was going to mention this like when meredith you before said like oh the statues are really good right or the because i was like was he pretty like why are people so obsessed with him (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, I I meet it in, in a serious way. Like, uh, you know, marketing has always been important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Alexander's marketing, you know, in a way was incredible. Of like how appealing he made himself be or like people made him be after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. how you can see in the statues how they like get progressively more stylized and like the first ones we have are very like he still looks like a real person and then he just looks like you know a representation of Apollo which I am like yeah there's come on guys
2: yeah, yeah. well and I think you even shared with me that like instant later statues we see of Pompey yep. he has the same hairstyle Yeah, as just Alexander mentioned that in the last yeah. episode we published yeah. 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 we
1: were about to publish but yes it's just that whole thing of just like a little tuft in the middle of like the youthful look I'm like calm your hair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also like, don't get
0: yeah. me wrong I, I do love him because I do love this representation of, of uh, Alexander like I, it, it aesthetically is just very pleasing and very interesting but like that's why then when you get to actually look at the person historically you're like what yes <laughs> what is going on who is this man
1: but the other thing about Pompey's statue because um, he's he's a soft boy in that in that statue mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason, too, because the Roman style was verisms. So like, if you were, <laughs> that's what I always, whenever I introduce it in my class, I'll show up like a classical, like, just standard, you know, Roman bust. I'm like, look at this man. This man is ugly. And he wants you to think that he is ugly. He wants it because it was like, I need to look rough and tough.
0: Yeah, it was like a real, you know, Ryan rugged man. person that, you know, kind of looks like it could be a person. Yeah, just yeah. A...
1: I've seen a thing or two um but with you know pompey seems to be emulating that youthful alexandrian look
3: yeah i I love how 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 much into it pompey gets he's he's just such an alexander fanboy like
0: it's so t- we
3: mentioned this in the episode we got where we were but when Glass he gets player yes when he gets all the way to <laughs> armenia he he wears alexander's cloak he asks a passerby how far is india can i get to it this way
1: Just see him with like a map, I'm just like, is it on I-95, we take a left here,
0: (laughs) and we miss the exit.
2: It's like, well, he cut through that desert and that went great, so let's cut through the desert too.
0: Let's try it. Let's go. Desert too. If he could do it, I can do
1: it. Anyone who wants to come at me for not being nice to Alexander, I'm like, he told his soldiers, let's go march into the desert so someone can totally give me an objective opinion on whether or not I'm really Zeus's son that's at the top of the list of things you need to do when you're conquering the oh, Persian yeah. Empire. Go march 350 miles west into the desert, get lost, talk to snakes, and then have no suspicions when you get there and they come out like, the son of Zeus! And he's like, I told
3: you.
2: <laughs> Pack it up, turn around, we're the, done.
3: The epitome of this could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. Yes, could Yes, Just send a letter, it would have been fine. They would have probably said he's the son of Zeus anyway, but still...
2: <laughs> well, I do the talking to snakes. He just learned that from his mother. That's true. Mm.
3: That's just keeping sure. it in the.
0: Missing f- snakes are just cool animals. What can I say? Love
1: them. <laughs> I've never seen an upset snake. Me neither. Do you have no, what no kind trash. of snake do you have, Sariel?
0: I had no no longer, but I had a boa, a boa imperator. <gasps> adorable,
1: very chill. Imperator. Yeah. Because <laughs> real generals don't have to get you know toxic, men
3: you know boy rage. Exactly. <laughs> Real generals declare themselves emperor after winning a battle. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so I
1: think we need to be heading out. Mm-hmm. Because yes. we've booked ourselves a massage yes. and we're going to go Ooh, get it. Nice. It has jealous congratulations oh, it's been so long. Yeah. Please <laughs> enjoy. It. I think I look I think when I look down my hamstring just like titans. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so
3: much for this.
0: Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. We had a great
3: time. It was really
1: fun.
0: I pity whoever has to edit this, but...
3: Yes, we'll figure out who that
0: is.
2: Not it. We'll <laughs> see if we, make, if we make one
0: episode or two. We'll just rock, paper, s- scissors. Yeah, I yeah, volunteer
3: as tribute.
1: I have one final question. Can we do this again sometime?
0: I'd love that. Very this happily, very yes.
3: Once you get to the Solucids, yeah. we have lots of stuff to do. And talk. And Antiochus the Great, who is, who is best boy.
2: Yes, him.
1: He kind of deserves it. Man lost his teeth. Yeah.
2: Aww. yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of people.
1: But kept going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been kicked in yeah. the face by
3: a horse?
2: No, I was <laughs> stepped on by a horse. There you go. Yeah.
3: Dang. <laughs> it's fine. But yes, very happy to redo this another time. This yeah. was so much fun. And lots of
0: fun. It's very Some good. Some kind of outro, oh, I guess. Yep.
3: Thank you to everyone who has
1: tolerated this, and who and I hope you all enjoyed it. We know we have over here at the Old Standard.
3: We did, too, here in the ranking Persia, because the real name is long. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah.
0: This has been great. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoyed great. this. And, and thanks, everybody, for, who listened to the very yes, end. Thank you, lovely I, I listeners you it. from
3: every end. Our listeners are awesome. We love our listeners. Yes. Lovely, lovely people. Thank you for listening. So thanks. We hope you have a great one, and we'll catch you on our respective episodes next time. If you haven't checked out the Alexander Standard, please do.
1: And go listen to So You Think You Can Rule Persia and see if they ever answer the question.
0: We're trying. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Take care. Okay. Take care, right. everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.